This is Midlife Virus, and today we are going to talk about the games that people play. And one of the favorite games that everybody loves to play is I've Got You, You Son of a Bitch. And so today we're going to talk about the world's favorite game. Thank you for joining Midlife Virus in today's episode. Adult content. Cover your ears, cover your children's ears, cover your dog's ears. I've got you, you son of a bitch. I hate that game. I've got you, you son of a bitch, is a game that people play, and many people play it all damn day. And let me explain to you what the game. I've got you, you son of a bitch! What it looks like, what are the rules to the game? Okay, so the games that people play are the things that you experience every day and you don't really understand that these games are just social uh, and cultural filters. Let's call them what they are. Um, I've got you, you son of a bitch! is a game played by some manipulative... Man, that word just came right out. just fell out my mouth like sludge. Some people are manipulators, right? They're narcissistic, but most of all, they need to control some sort of power. And so the game, I've got you, you son of a bitch, is all about power. And so it looks like this. This is how the game is played. I've got you, you son of a bitch, starts off like this. You have a peer, a friend, a parent, co-worker, a manager, somebody who is always looking to find fault in what you're doing. And they laud it over you and they hold it over you to keep you down and distraughten. They hold it above you on purpose so you can doubt yourself. It's like a form of gaslighting, right? Uh, with the game, I've got you, you son of a bitch! The master of the game, the puppeteer, looks for anything. And so that's the power play. You're not good enough. Look at all these examples. Look at all the memos. This is your third warning. Why can't you get this done? I can't believe I found this again. You know what I mean? So when they're hunting for you, when they're looking for you, that's the toxicity of this game. And that's why this game exists. Because the people who play, I've got you, you son of a bitch! Those people are playing a power play. And it's really quite disgusting, right? Because their idea of a power play is to diminish you and take away your dignity. And so for me, that's not the game I want to play. Matter of fact, I hate that game. And so I actively have an anti, 
I've got you, you son of a bitch filter, set up in my own filters. I gotta make sure that I don't play that game. It's one of those sneaky games where you might be losing footing in a in an argument. You might be le- losing footing in a, a relationship, a place at work, a project, whatever. And the easy way out is to deflect and project and 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 put out this stupid, stupid game. I've got you, you son of a bitch. And then it just goes back and forth. And if we just step back with this micro, that made no sense. I went completely opposite. <laughs> if we just step back with this macro view, now I'm trying to get my hands to expand out. Oh, bigger than my brain. If you're not watching and you're listening, which you most likely are, I just put my hands and exploded my brain like that. Like if you have a macro version, which means if you have a larger vision of things, if a microscope micros down and uh, focuses down on uh, smaller things, then a macro outlook is a much larger visionary outlook, or it's a a bigger picture kind of outlook. And so when we look at the game, I've got you, you son of a bitch. You can look at it multiple ways. The macro uh, relationship uh, model that I was just talking about, or we can talk about the macro version of it where you notice the game being played in pockets or you notice the game being played like in politics or in um in groups in agendas especially in agendas and so the game i've got you you son of a bitch is nothing more than a power play and you have to see it for what it is and quite honestly it so think about the root of this power play in its benign and innocence, right? It would be, I've noticed a problem and I need it to be alleviated and fixed. Can we move forward? I've noticed a problem. You're wrong by attaching you son of a bitch to the initial request because the initial request would be something like you didn't make your bed. And can you just, you make your bed because later on I, put your folded laundry on top of it. It's the only place I have. So can you please make your bed so that alleviates a problem for me, which would be me making your bed and ah, the added thing. So that's where communication comes in. When people attach the negativity to a request to conversation, that's where we start playing games with each other. That's the mind games. That's what we don't appreciate. And that's why you have the response of, you're a fucking asshole. Excuse my language, but it had to be said because to exist in that space is to take up that place. And that place oftentimes is called, I'm a fucking asshole. Because if, why would I play? I've got you, you son of a bitch. Why would I? That makes no sense. So here's a little backstory on me. I have such a visceral response to this game because I was raised within it, right? I was the son of a bitch. I was the son of a bitch about everything. You know what I mean? And so I know what that pressure, what that pressure feels like. I know what that neglect feels like. It's a dirty, rotten game, especially when you play it with children. But if you can recognize in the macro sense of the world and culture, 
in you know society, just in your own little city, your own subcultures, if you can recognize the game of I've got you, you son of a bitch, then you can be like me. You can itch your cheek. I'm sorry. No. If you can be like, then you can be like me and you can start to call it out. And that's actually how we are of service to each other and to ourselves. You recognize a jacked up game. You call it out by its name and then you discuss it with other people. Hey, did you know that this game, I've got you, you son of a bitch. It exists and it's played like every day by the McBillions. Like, there's billions of people playing this game. It starts really young because we teach ourselves and others, our children. You know what I mean? We teach them to play these games. There's another game out there called The Water Cooler, right? And The Water Cooler is kind of what it sounds like. You know what I mean? You walk up to the same group of people at work, at the gym, at the field, Wherever, the spa, the groceries, wherever you cruise and you meet the same group of people, you will walk up to the water cooler, the group of people, and it's the same conversation every time. It's the same two or three conversations, depending on the subculture games you're playing at the water cooler. So the water cooler looks like this. You walk up to the water cooler at the uh, job and Joe is by there and you're like, hey, Joe, great weekend with the... uh, you know, the Red Sox and Joe will say, yeah, I love sports, yada, yada, yada. And you guys will talk sports. And then another man will come up, another woman, another employee, you know, will come up and be like, oh, yeah, the game was great. That right there is an example of the water cooler. And the discussion can be anywhere from sports to religion, politics, cartoons, memes, hunting, fishing, yoga, yogurt. You know what I mean? That's what the water cooler is. And so every time you walk up to the water cooler, you expect that conversation. And so that's a game. That's a social game people play. And why do I say games? Why are all these things games? Well, I didn't coin the phrase, the games people play. There's actually a really uh, well-written book and an audio book about it called The Games People Play. The author is out of my mind right now, but I will include everything in the uh, link in the bio of the podcast and the vlog. Everything will be in it. I will probably most likely, where's my finger? If you're watching, I will most likely stick a picture of it right here where I'm pointing. And if you are not watching, I want you to envision a book with dice on it and a blue cover. And it says the games that people play. And I will, like I said, Mention the link to that book in the bio. So, I've got you, you son of a bitch. The water cooler. There's like a hundred other games. But the cool thing about knowing what games people play is that you can start to identify the games that you play yourself. And that's huge. Just so you know, that's huge. You might have gone your entire life and not known about any of these things. I didn't read the book until I was like recovering from a brain injury and I must have been 38, 39. So a decade ago, I was introduced to this because I was slowly rebuilding the neural pathways in my brain because I had a traumatic brain injury. And so that means my brain was traumatically injured. 
It was very traumatic. Anyway, I built myself back. And so one of the things that I did during that recovery from that injury is I studied psychology and uh, the brain like crazy. And it was a twofold blessing. Number one, I learned a lot about myself and that discovery was amazing. And number two, I identified healthy pathways to create in my neuroplasticity, right? So I was able to regrow some neural um, highways. And in doing so, kind of rewrote the broken parts of my brain. And so that's a really cool thing about introspection, about learning things, about discovering the games that we all play. See how I circled right back to that? The games that we all play can teach us very important ways to play the game of the mind. And that's important. Maybe not for everybody, but for me, it's important. In my midlife journey, in this thing that I'm trying to cure, the uh, journey to mental health clarity and definition and just understanding who I am and what I am, super important. I happen to be one of those generational uh, hiccups where my dad didn't have these discussions. They weren't even, he wasn't even tracking them. And because mental health is part of my history, my genetic history, it's important to write these things down, right? It's a game that we all must play with really good positive results. Write down your physical and mental health history for your kids, for your partners, for your family, for the overall track and pathway to your healthy definition in your life. It's important to track these things. And so uh, interesting how I went from the games that people play to tracking your health diary. But I think it's important to know because maybe the common denominator can be the rules, right? If you have healthy rules and you have healthy practices and you understand what you're doing and what you were doing, then that's a big thing. That's a healthy picture. And so that's what I'm trying to do is create a healthy picture. So today I want to introduce you to the games that people play. And the biggest one that I can't stand is what we just finished talking about. I've got you, you son of a bitch. So my advice, the best practice is to avoid that game Lock it up, tape it up, shove it down in the basement, up in the attic. I don't know. Make sure it gets some kind of water damage, right? Make sure it gets dusty. Make sure that it's, you know, edible to bugs and it can be destroyed on its own in time. You know, the games that people play are either there to build you up so you can climb the ladder or they shit you down the chute and your dignity doesn't matter. So... Let's define these games and let's play better ones. This is your host, Sean Harflinger, with a quick quippet, a quick round of Midlife Virus. For more, you can follow us at midlifevirus.com. Thank you and aloha. And now a word from our sponsors, Funky Puppy Productions. If you need a production done, Funky Puppy Productions can do it for you. Visit us at FunkyPuppyProductions.com This has been another episode of Midlife Virus. Mahalo for joining us and discussing what needs to be discussed. 
like, and subscribe. You can find us on Facebook at Midlife Virus. And if Facebook is not enough, you can find us on Instagram. Midlife Virus on Instagram. If you really want to get behind the scenes and watch the show, my Midlife Virus on YouTube is up and ready to go. Thank you for joining us today. This is Midlife Virus. All I know is that I know nothing at all. And it's because of this mantra, I've been honest. I don't have all the answers. I can only seek the answers. And hopefully, together, we can find these answers. Because after all, we don't know anything at all. You know, I tried to sound super sexy saying that. <laughs> and I sounded like a complete idiot. Uh, here's the truth. I'm just trying to find answers because I'm getting sick of being lost. And so here we are. We're going to work on this together. Join me as I join myself here at Midlife Virus. <laughs>